Personally, I really like octopods. That is that that is the correct <laughs> pluralization of octopus. It's funny you bring that up because I was watching on YouTube octopus uh, nature specials because I was got fascinated by them for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> They're all cool critters. First of all, I will say octopi to the day I die. So go fuck yourself, <laughs> octopuses or octopods. <laughs> Octa. Octopodes. Octopodes. <laughs> what is Greek? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was curious if there were ever giant octopuses. Like, like really giant. <laughs> I, I don't, are they the same family generally as squid? Definitely giant squid. Yeah, but even a giant squid is like not as big as you think it is. True. Yeah, it's not, you know, Moby Dick sized. Yeah, I was thinking like the size of like a dump truck octopus. <laughs> But apparently a giant octopus, which do exist, are not that big. But I did learn that they can fit into any hole, yeah. no matter what size they are, as long as their beak can fit through. Yeah, that's the only hard bit on yeah. them, so. That's fucking nuts. They yeah. are going to take over. That's the new dominant species. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, 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 that brings forward memories of, you know, D&D creatures. I don't want creatures with tentacles to live with intelligence. <laughs> yeah, we're dead, man. As soon as we blow up this planet, all the octopods are going to come out and be like, cool, we can live in any <laughs> size container we want. <laughs> Surprising facts about Jeffrey Epstein, part one. Yeah, that, that, later. Okay. Can we make it a game show? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to take awful names for your private jet for a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that pedo? <laughs> Name that toe. <laughs> Jared Fogle. <laughs> Woody Allen. Oh, he's been on it. Is he confirmed pedo? He married his stepdaughter. When she was of legal age. Yeah, but. It's weird. <laughs> he, he waited until she was of legal age. Mm. Oh, it was Sandusky. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm getting started. Okay. Okay. You got Sandusker, do you? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, July 9th, 2019. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you'd like to join in on our conversation live, you can become a patron of the show. Go to patreon.com slash profanearg and sign up. That would allow you to... Chat with us directly while we record. If you can't do that, go to the Facebook page, slash ProfaneArg, or tweet at ProfaneArg, and you can share something with us that we can talk about on the show. This week on the show, we'll be talking about Jeffrey Epstein and Ew. clean Satanists. But first, I didn't know if everybody had seen this. I just found this out, like, I don't know, half an hour ago, that uh, for a brief moment in time, we were down to 22 Democratic possibilities running for president did anybody else see this that well, I, I saw that uh what down to eric swalwell dropped out? dropped out yes yeah, yeah. however yeah, i heard about that 
Shortly thereafter, Tom Steyer decided that uh, when he said he wasn't running for president, he was just kidding, and uh, he joined. So we're back up to 23. <laughs> all week I kept hearing, all ends well is small well, or something like that. that that's just bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's some version of that. He was the carry the torch guy. Right. Sad to see another white guy go. <laughs> <laughs> well, but good news, he was replaced by another white guy, so it's all right. <laughs> Does that guy have 2%? In the polls? Mm-hmm. He's a little bit of name recognition. Remember um, Impeach Now guy from Tom Steyer from a while ago? He has the TV commercials. Yeah. Oh, that's the guy. Yeah. Oh. He's like he's a rich offici- dude, right? Yeah. He's officially running after he said he wasn't going to run. Did you guys hear that CNN is having an NBA draft type thing for the who's getting picked for what night for the debate? <laughs> really? Yep. Yeah, but of course they are. <laughs> I might actually watch it. <laughs> Uh, so also, uh, first thing that I wanted to really uh, hit, because I have a, a special special place in my heart for Marianne Williamson and her bid for president, please don't vote for her. There is a New York Times article that talks about her, and uh, specifically it goes over a debate party, I guess, in New York. And if you if you did watch the whole debate, you would have seen... Her say that, uh, Mr. President, if you're listening, I want you to hear me. You have to harness, you have harnessed fear for political purposes and only love can cast that out. I'm going to harness love for political purposes. I'll meet you on that field and sir, love will win. Now, apart from being one of the hokiest things that a presidential debate could ever have been said, as it turns out, this was actually a direct reference to a homegrown American holy book called a Course in Miracles. This is, uh, some people call it a New York scripture. Wait, can you slow down a second? Yes. What the, what in the hell are you talking about? She, her <laughs> philosophy apparently comes from this book called A what it, Course what in is Miracles. Oh, okay. It, it's, like a self, it? it's like a self-help book or? It's kind of like a self-help Bible. Is it Christian Bible-based? It, it kind of is it mostly is it talks about if i remember correctly it talks about uh the the path to godhood or not godhood but the path toward god and being surrounded by love it opens up nothing unreal exists nothing real can be threatened herein lies the peace of god that was a bunch of gibberish you just said yes (laughs) yes it does uh, it was mm. written by Shuckman. I, I'm trying to find her first name, but it was written by a woman in New York during the like 70s hippie movement. And yeah, this is something that she uses to inspire her celebrity clients, like Oprah. I repeat, a bunch of hippie nonsense. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess it's better than quoting from the Bible. <laughs> sure. Is it though? I mean, it- I mean, I don't know anything about this book. It could have awful shit in it, but. I mean, am I, but am I shocked? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's substituting one mythology for an, another-ish. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I tend to be a little bit more practical. This is kind of hand-wavy sounding nonsense, so hmm. relatively harmless. I know I went into diabetic shock after she said it. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it is relatively harmless, but it's, it's again, it's, she's very much bringing a religion into her politics. Mm. Um, it, it, even it- though it's not the biblical religion, it's still, it's still in my mind, just as, just as stupid. Anyway. No, so she's a Republican. 
<laughs> it's another reason I don't like this woman. Mm. <laughs> well, didn't Obama say that he read scripture on his phone every day when he was when he was running? I don't remember that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, or maybe it was back then it was on his BlackBerry, I don't know. <laughs> He's, uh, he definitely had said stuff about being uh, about being religious and reading the Bible, and it was it was never a prominent piece of his, you know, campaigns, but it was there in the background. I mean, I, I mean, listen, for, as far as Marianne Williamson goes, I, again, anything that comes out of her mouth wouldn't shock me, but I'm so used to Democrats also pandering mm. to an mm. extent. And at this point, I just don't give a shit. As long as they beat Trump, they could be like, you know, the Pope is going to be my vice president. I'd be like, fine. Whatever. Fine. <laughs> yeah. True. That's a, fi- that's a fight for another year. In my- <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let's not, uh, let's not fall into the eat your own categories. It's just she's at the bottom of my list. And now it's even worse. So that's all that I had about the, the Democrats running. Unless somebody had something else I was going to move on. Oh, I could bitch about Nancy Pelosi for the next hour if you want, but... <laughs> well, she's not running, right? Uh, she's running us into the fucking ground is what she's doing. Wait a minute. What did... I am curious. What did she do this week that I possibly Dude, missed? it's what she does every fucking day of her life is, like, minimize what Trump is... Don't get me going on this, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> well, she's pretending that its politics is normal, and it's just not. Yeah. She is quoted as saying that Trump has... But Trump being in office, she's managed to get more money donated to her than ever. Hmm. Oh, that's what's important? Yeah, and she likes the status quo, and she's a good money raiser, and she's been shitting all over the freshman Congress, like AOC and you know all of them saying they don't know what they're talking about and this and that. It's just horrible. She's just fucking horrible. Yeah, for some reason, they're, they're still stuck on you know pretending that this is, this is just a variation on normal. Good Lord, pay attention. I don't think it's that. I, I think it was pretty clear. It's, it's about the money. Mm. She makes the Democratic Party money, so she gets to be in charge. Yeah, w- she doesn't care what Trump is doing. Yeah, I always have the main just- hope that you know the Democrats actually care about the populace, but I guess not. And, they don't. and see, that's the scary thing to me because, like, I have a friend who who makes a lot of money, and he's not like a giant Trump supporter, but he's like, I don't give a shit because it doesn't matter what happens, I'll be fine. Hmm. And, of course, I mean, is Nancy Pelosi going to be on Skid Row one day because of Trump policies? Never. No. And uh, apparently this weekend she was holed up at her Napa getaway, pouring over the Mueller report again while eating Mexican food. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, what do, you, what, do you need to, what do you need to know? Like, why are we not, you know, I don't want to get in this whole impeach thing again, but. Mm. And yet, do your job. <laughs> All right. Do something. Right. To do something. <laughs> How about that? So one thing I did want to mention before we get into the next couple of stories, Richard Dawkins is coming out with another mm. book. It's called Outgrowing God, A Beginner's Guide. It's uh, mm. written for a younger audience. Um, so uh, I, it's a good thing. Uh-oh. I like his books. thought I'd give him a plug. How young? I'm not really sure. I'm thinking like teenager-ish levels. Teenager, young adult, you know, at the time when you're willing to look at things that other than what your parents have been beating in your head. So you mean when common sense starts to seep in? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you start to question the things that your parents say instead of just mm. going along because it's evolutionarily wise for you to do that. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure if there was going to be protests because he was trying to indoctrinate the young like it was going to be like a pop up book for like a five year old. 
I think he's probably anything that he does is pretty much on the fundamentalist Christian hit list. So I don't. Have think you guys ever? Different. Have you guys ever read a Dawkins book? Yes. Are they yes. interesting? Dry? How do they flow? I've never read one. I really liked uh, the God Delusion. Mm. I didn't think it was dry at all, but it's. I don't. It's not a light he's, read. He's professory, professor, professorial. There you go. Gotcha. Because he's a professor. I mean, that's the way he right. approaches things. But it's not it's as like, heavily worded as like you know, God is not great. No, by Hitchens. It's it's definitely it's easily readable. It's just it's not. It's not he, he doesn't write down to people. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, some you know, sometimes you just be like, "Ooh, this is dry." You know. Sometimes there are books that you have to kind of reread the same paragraph over and over. You might have to occasionally, but not too often. I'll stick to my Pendulette books. <laughs> <laughs> Those are easy reads and not even that thick. Those are entertaining. Although I tend to disagree with him politically a lot more, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't trust me. I do not. He's a – because he's libertarian? a uh, libertarian, yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, I have libertarian, libertarian leanings in some areas, but not in others. Well, yeah, when it comes to personal uh, freedom, yeah. freedom, yeah. When it comes to why do I have to pay for schools? Be like, Don't no. be an asshole. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's where we part ways. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I'm going to move on. I got a story about uh, the Supreme Court. They mm. denied review of a case for where a federal court struck down Alabama's ban on D&E abortions. But it was relevant because of a piece of uh, what Clarence Thomas put in his dissent. He said the notion that anything in the Constitution prevents states from passing laws prohibiting dismembering of living child is implausible. So the idea, the idea that something in the Constitution can prevent you from doing a law against dismembering a child is not mm-hmm. likely. But uh, under the undue burden standard adopted by this court... A restriction on abortion, even one limited to prohibiting prohibiting gruesome methods, is unconstitutional if the purpose or effect of the provision is to place substantial obstacle in path of a woman seeking an abortion before the fetus attains viability. This case serves as a stark reminder that our abortion jurisprudence has spiraled out of control. So he's saying that the government shouldn't be putting restrictions our our jurisprudence is spiraling out of control meaning the the judges shouldn't be putting restrictions on what laws can be put on women and what they do with their bodies i think spiraling out of control is actually going the other way mm. yeah <laughs> well i mean if you can't trust clarence thomas's history on women's yeah. rights who yeah. can you trust <laughs> yeah I just don't understand. I mean, he's making the argument that the Supreme Court shouldn't be overruling laws. That's what it seemed like. I was like, maybe he's saying something else and I don't want to jump in and agree with him. <laughs> well, he's saying that his inter- his personal interpretation of the Constitution says that. Well, his personal interpretation of the Constitution is extremely important in this, mm-hmm. in every situation. And that's the problem. I mean, there's a, a, there's a couple of them that are, that are making leaps of faith on what they think the Constitution says, or doesn't say. There's too many negatives in this sentence, in this paragraph. I can't follow There, there are a lot of negatives. I had, to, I had issues with them, but yes. In any case, I just, uh, yeah, Clarence Thomas, here's a perfect example of why you shouldn't yeah, I read, I read it as, as straight up bad. I read it as him saying abortion should be fully illegal 
I totally agree with this. If it weren't for this hippie court that I belong mm. to, they would yeah. be. Yeah. It would be up to the states to decide. Mm. Exactly. But the, the Supreme Court, well, actually, he is, doesn't care about precedence. I think he has stated that a couple no. of times. Yeah. Ever since his mentorship with his predecessor on the war, highest court, Long Dong Silver. <laughs> God, that guy's such a dirtbag. Well, now. I just read a headline, you know, passing by on the internet that they're like, oh, he's going to be retiring any day now. Like, it is in the works. Thomas? Hmm. No doubt. Yeah. So yeah. then I was like, oh, maybe he's having one of those, you know, epiphanies. He's like, oh, I'm leaving. I don't care. Yeah, here's the truth. <laughs> We're fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not going to. Or he's, I mean, the, the, is he one of the older justices at the moment? He's 70 something. I mean, no. he's. I mean, the goal of, of Trump is to get rid of the 70 year olds and put a bunch of 40 year olds in there. 50 year olds. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that's very true. I was going to say that it's not going to really impact the court too much because he's mm. he's so far to the right, it, it's not going to matter. But it will matter because it just extends how long that seat right. is taken by them. Right. Yeah, because some asshole decided that this should be a lifetime job, which I mm. can't even wrap my fucking head around. Yeah. I mean, how many 70-year-olds do you know personally that really shouldn't be in charge of things? <laughs> Like anything. Or just completely add a fucking touch with what's going on. Yeah. I mean, there are some that are, but yeah, there's not many. Joe Biden. But yeah, oh, it's... it's N- Nothing, nothing, <laughs> and that's not ageist. That's just, you know, at 70-year-old, people are starting to wind down a little bit. <laughs> and there are some that are perfectly, you know, virile, but there are others that are not, so... And then some get made Speaker of the House. Mm. God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's up there. You know, uh, Ginsburg is... Staying strong yeah. at a brisk 86, Gosh. followed shortly by Breyer at 80, mm. and then Thomas at 71. Although he looks like he's 171. Well, God. all that lying and twisting around took like a toll <laughs> yeah. on you. Yeah, they're all, except for the new kids on the block, they're all they're all getting up there. Mm. I know I ask this every week, but what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Nope. Founders were the greatest thinkers in history. Haven't you uh, <laughs> Haven't you heard? Yeah. Oh, the founding fathers. <laughs> I have to look this up to find out what the reasoning was behind that. What's that? Oh, the, to, the to, lifetime appointments? Yeah. I don't know. Lifetime appointments always seem bad to me, but... Or the thing with the set, like, I, well, then again, then again, prior to Roosevelt, you could run for president as many times as you wanted, right? Well, you could hold the office, yes. Right. Yeah, um, after World War II, they went, yeah, maybe maybe two's good. And then one was like, maybe we should do this across the board. <laughs> and they're well, like, whoa, think, whoa, whoa, what are you, crazy? <laughs> I mean, up until um, Roosevelt, it, it had been, you know, two maximum, but it was informal. And then after Roosevelt, because Roosevelt was in for three terms, I think, because it was in the middle of the war. And everybody's like, just, just, just stay. We're busy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Jeff right. is correct. The idea that the, it was that they could withstand multiple administrations, that you couldn't mm-hmm. just, if there was a new president, he couldn't just wipe the the Supreme Court and start with seven new sure. people or nine new people. That makes sense. But I, I think the expectation was that people would take stock of themselves and retire at appropriate times. Well, and also that we would be putting judges in place that were masters of the law, not partisan yeah. fucking hacks. No. Not politicians, yeah. All right, so couldn't we do a thing where we staggered them out mathematically and you have to leave after eight years or ten years right. or whatever? And then, I mean, it seems to make – I feel like there's a math 
answer to this. <laughs> exactly. To get around that. That, you know, every eight years we completely wipe it. Fucking dumb founding fathers. Go get a calculator. <laughs> right. Well, they just weren't very forward thinking about it because they were definitely, uh, you know, in the beginning, it was working out how they dreamed. People were mm. on the Supreme Court for, you know, five years here, nine years there. This poor fool was on there for 163 days. He didn't even <laughs> didn't even make it a year. I guess, too, then, that they were also dying a lot earlier, like at like 50 Right, and then, 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 right here at, at at the turn of the century, at the eighteen hundreds, John Marshall started his thirty four year reign wow. on the Supreme Court, which is inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. I suppose if we told them back then, you'd be like, you know, someone could live to be eighty six and still be on the Supreme Court. That'd be like someone telling us, like, you know, someone could live to like two hundred and still be on the Supreme Court. Be like, that's insane. No one could live to two hundred. <laughs> now people have people live a little bit longer now, but it's not as significant as you would think. Yeah, you know, people lived until their 70s, quite commonly, back in the olden days. The difference and the reason that the um, the average age of people was so much lower was because half of the infants died right. as, as infants. Right. People still lived reasonably long. Because oh, so if you, get... made, if you made it past that infant hub, you could right. live like a normal person. Because vaccinations. If we're not going to talk about, you know, measles, <laughs> I'm just going to bring it up. People die from smallpox and, and mumps and measles and, you know, everything under the sun. Well, wait a minute. So my, you're telling me my dream of living to a nice, healthy 90s, late 90s, 100 area is not feasible? It's feasible, but it's more about, you know, your personal health and your genetics than anything else. Oh. Well, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured as I got older, I was like, it's got to be extending every year that I keep getting older, right? Well, you know, they have better medications. If you actually, you know, manage to keep – if we actually manage to keep health care, that will make a big difference. But, you know, personal health – goes you know that's that's a big part of it and your family history is a big part of it so mm. so i'm gonna start working on a thing where i can transfer my consciousness into a robot <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, i know i had epstein as next but i think i want to hit the couple of trump things real quick because they're pretty much nothing okay he is currently uh, according to the recent polls he's currently at his highest approval rating of his presidency 44 percent Woohoo! <laughs> However, that is surge. still lower than most every other president at this time in their in their term. Yeah, forty four percent is still pretty sad. It's but... really sad. Forty four percent. Did he surge because of his bang up fucking speech on Fourth of July? They're saying that with the the <laughs> polling numbers, they're saying that it's because of uh, because of his uh, the way the economy is, which I really mm. don't get. I mean. The economy is really helping the people who can afford to be invested in st the stock market, but... Yeah, but dummies think when the stock market's up, they're like, oh, things are good. Things are good for rich Even people. though I don't even... Yeah, well, <laughs> but they look at that as like a blanket term. Like, stock market's up? What do you got to say about that, libtard? I'd be like, I don't know. I don't own any stock. It doesn't affect me. Right. How? Do, I mean, how does that affect most people? It doesn't. It doesn't affect your paycheck. You've got the minimum wage is the same. All of your expenses have gone up. So no, you're not better off than you were five years Dude, ago. Rich people are job creators. Except they're not creating jobs. <laughs> they're putting it all in their pockets. What? You mean they just buy back all the stock that they had yeah. and put the money in? The what? Yeah. No, trickle down economics works. <laughs> Uh, it's fact, funny because it's the, sad. I forget where it was. Probably the Washington Post. There was a star story a couple of weeks ago about they did a, a study on you know the hundred largest corporations, and yeah, they're buying back their stock. That's what they're doing. 
as, you know, we thought they would. Of course. It makes them stronger. Why wouldn't they? Right. They're not hiring more people. They're not paying their people better. They're not doing anything other than putting the money back into their companies and in their own pockets. Surprise! <laughs> so I, w I didn't have anything on it, but Jared mentioned it, and now Discord has, uh, the, uh, has a picture that I think I might have to use for this episode's uh, image. However, um, yeah, you mentioned his, his speech on, the, on July 4th, where he lost it. Like, he is such a, <laughs> he has so many good words. <laughs> he starts, he's, okay, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. And the benefit of the doubt is he was reading something and it contained the word Rampart. And it was in reference to the national anthem. Mm -hmm. And I think he didn't understand what a Rampart was. And it was raining, so it was maybe a little blurry. And he's an old dotard. <laughs> Given that, he then, instead of saying Rampart, well, he said Ramport. And then he changed it to airport, and he was talking about during the <laughs> Revolutionary War how the our forces fought the British at the airports. We right. And <laughs> <laughs> I take it you hadn't heard this. <laughs> no, I don't listen to Trump news. I have this show to rely on. <laughs> so during during the Revolutionary War, American forces fought the Brits at the airports. We we kept them out of our airports. Yeah. And there are so, so many memes online now, yeah. and they're being <laughs> shared in Discord currently. So I read something very interesting, though, about his reading style. And it was by somebody that does elementary education. And she says, this is exactly what happens to children. It's an exactly an indication of a poor reader, is that when you first start to read, you... It takes all of your effort to put words together and you don't make the connection to the actual word. So you might have this, you know, really complicated word, revolution, and you, you don't look at it and go, oh, that is the word revolution. You sound it out and it takes all your energy to do that. And it's when people say the wrong word or, you know, do and say words phonetically, it just means that they never made the leap to actually understanding what the word is just by looking at it. They're still piecing words together by combining the letters together. Yeah. I think that's exactly what he was doing. And Grinch... Yeah, I think that's what he always does. Grinch has posted the actual quote. Our army manned the airports. It, it rammed the ramparts. It took over the airports. It did everything it had to do at Fort McHenry. Under the rocket's red glare, it had nothing but victory. And when dawn came, the Star-Spangled Banner waved defiant. So, oh. there you go. Mm. I think that fits that's appropriately for what you were just saying. Yeah. Just wild. <laughs> yeah. But it makes sense if he's not if he's not a competent reader. You know, he, he can, or speaker. Or, or thinker. <laughs> or speaker or thinker, yeah. He, he doesn't actually have that good comprehension of somebody that has fully learned how to read. <laughs> <laughs> it also makes sense if the teleprompter went down, which is what I think happened. <laughs> well, sure. But he, he – but he – so, well, I think that the teleprompter, he said in a later thing during Chopper Talk that um, – it, w it had rain covering it, so he couldn't quite make out some of the words. So that's what he went with. He went with airports. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. The airports part, I swear he was he was freewheeling that one. Mm. But there is a part in that speech where he just makes up a fucking word, like a nonsense word. He's like, and then they ruminate and the ruminars or something like that. It might be the ramparts part. Yeah. <laughs> and that could be that it was that he couldn't see because he was just like, he... Again, not thinking forward, just started reading it and goes, "Oh shit, I can't see the rest of the word." So he's just like, airports. They were they rimmed the they rimmed them." 
or whatever. <laughs> they gave him a rim job. I don't. I don't know what. Else. <laughs> he is, he really is the shittiest reader. It is so yeah. obvious when he is reading. Yes, and you're right. It is like a kid because you remember when you were in like school and like middle school, and the teacher would call on that one kid that you're like, oh, here yeah. we go. This fucker can't read more than you know. <laughs> this is gonna take forever, and you just want to yell at him like Adam Sandler, like, come on, today, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, little boy is named Donald Trump. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but again, it makes sense. I mean, when in his life has he ever seen the word revolution written down and he had to say it? Or even fucking read it? A rampart. He's never heard the word rampart. Yeah. And that's what tripped him up. He was like, I don't know what that word means. It looks like airport. I'll just go with airport. <laughs> and I was thinking as I was watching this, I'm like, look, I understand if you love Donald Trump and he's your favorite president because for whatever Pick your reason why, whether it's abortion, you hate brown people, you want to drive your diesel truck all over the fucking – whatever your fucking reasoning is. You can't ignore the airport comment. You can't look at that and go, no, that's right. <laughs> like, there's just no way, right? You can't do that. Well, so you problem. just have to either ignore it and just be like, I'm just not even going to bring it up because I love this guy because he is going to keep abortion legal. So whatever, you know. You're assuming, though, that there's a significant percentage of the people that are Trump supporters that don't also think, oh, yeah, airports, totally. We did that. Yep, yep, yep. On board. Yeah. I, I mean, any – I mean, even the dumbest of the dumb, if you if think about it for one second. They have no idea when the Revolutionary War was. They have no idea when Kitty Hawk happened. They have yeah, no idea about, about time. He's, talk, he's talking about George Washington. I mean, anybody no, of they reasonable – No, I I can't – you're right, Ian. I have too much faith in. Do I have too much faith? You, you do have a little too much faith, actually. And it's not so much that even the dumbest of the dumb won't be confused. Um, the ability to read and the ability to speak publicly are not valued by the Trump supporter. Mm. So the fact that he can't do either of those things, who cares? Woo! Tanks. Yeah. Woo! The bomber. Who cares what? You know, the fake news media outlet says about <laughs> ramming the ramparts. Right. And I get what you're saying. Defending the airports. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they have – some of them have to be willfully ignoring that comment. Yes. Yeah, most. Or not even ignoring it, just going, wow, Doesn't what a matter. fucking moron. But I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> like, just tell me there's somebody saying that. Yeah, probably. Okay. That's all I want. <laughs> because of Second Amendment reason, abortion reason, Jesus reason – one of those, usually one of those three, or a combination. Okay, I'm happy then. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> I didn't mean to bury it as long as, as it's been, um, but uh, the, talking about Trump gets people fired up. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, to everything about Jeffrey Epstein. Right, I think he's been in, in the news a lot, so we should... Whew. Right. It, it has been in the this, news but... a lot. Um, and when we first compiled a list of information, uh, it wasn't in the news, but uh, mm. we do podcasts once a week, and we're not changing that. So... <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Epstein, money manager. If you don't know anything about him, let's let's go through a, a list of what's been going on. He was recently arrested, and that's why he's been in the news. A lot of people seem to know that, well, he was arrested because he's done some sort of pedophile thing. Well, he's accused of abusing dozens of underage girls at his mansion for over the course of many years, and by dozens, 80 plus. 
Vanity Fair columnist Michael Wolf. If you remember Michael Wolf, he did the uh, Fire and Fury book about Trump. Yes. Uh, he was on uh, Epstein's private plane and was followed onto the plane by, and this is a quote, how shall I say this, three teenage girls, not his daughters, who were 18, 19, or 20, model-like. Wolf said, at one point when his troubles began, he was talking to me and said, what can I say? I like young girls. And Michael Wolf said, maybe you should say I like young women. That gives you an idea of, of this Epstein guy. He said that uh, he has claimed that all of his encounters, all of his accusers were consensual, and they be he believed that they were all at least 18 at the time. So that that's his defense. And also, he hired some investigators and lawyers to dig up dirt on the girls who accused him, and also dirt on police and prosecutors working the case. His lawyers included Alan Dershowitz. Of course. And Ken Starr. Of course. <laughs> who is now uh, the president of uh, Baylor University in Texas, which is a Christian university, which I did not know. So that was new. Uh, also, Roy Black, who was attorney for William Kennedy Smith and Rush Limbaugh. And then a few Good other work. names. Jay Lefkowitz, Gerald Lefcourt, Martin Weinberg. Big name attorneys. Yes. Very high price, very high power, very high pressure that he puts on they, – they put on any accuser of Epstein. Also, it's worth – someone had mentioned one of the one of the accusers that he only picks girls who come from, like, shitty homes or on yes. the street or whatever. You know, people he, he believes that no one will listen to. Yeah, right. I don't think that he would limit himself to that, but he definitely chose many of them as, as his victims, yes. Right. And it, people – and the, the kids that he had as victims were paid and um, were paid more if they brought their friends. Yes. To the mansion as well. And this happened in New York and in Palm Beach and in... Uh, on his private yeah, island? On, well, the private island, you have to fly there, but yeah, yeah. we'll get to that. <laughs> so, and we're not saying allegedly. In mm. the original case, which spanned between 2007 and 2009, the FBI prepared a 53-page sex crimes indictment. And uh, it would have put him in prison for life, possibly, uh, according to the Herald. But uh, instead, he cut a deal with the prosecutor, Alexander Acosta, and uh, who was the attorney general or the prosecuting attorney in Miami. The deal allowed him to just have his uh, time served during the prosecution, which was 13 months. And it was not in a federal or state prison, but in a private wing of a Palm Beach County jail. And With during that 13 security. months, he was allowed to leave jail and work in an office for 12 hours a day, every, uh, six days a week. <laughs> right. So basically, so he, slept he had to go sleep he in slept jail. There. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In his private cell. Right. right. And, uh, and if the name Alexander Acosta sounds familiar. Well, give me a second. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Keep going. Uh, Epstein, and the reason I'm not saying allegedly, because he did plead guilty to charges of solicitation of prostitution and procurement of minors for prostitution. Mm -hmm. So he, he pleaded guilty to those accusations. And the deal that they worked out that ended at 13 months called for a non-prosecution agreement, which granted immunity to any co-conspirators or potential co-conspirators so he got time served which was a lenient time and everybody and anybody who could be associated with his crimes were off the hook so also didn't didn't acosta say something that he will not interview any of the victims or something to that effect didn't inform he didn't inform them in breach of law yeah of, not um, only did he not interview them 
correctly, but he didn't inform them of the deal, right. which he's supposed which is required to, to do by law. So in exchange for the, the plea deal, it's speculated that he had information on Bear Stearns during the, the 2008 financial crisis and that he was handing over information, except a formal federal prosecutor on the Bear Stearns case said he had no knowledge of Epstein cooperating in any way with that case. So we don't have any reason why he got the deal that he got. <laughs> oh, oh, I know the reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because Acosta was one of the names. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Acosta, like you were going to say, Karen? Acosta is now President Trump's Secretary of Labor. And this is what I love about this story. Yeah. Is, again, I again I don't know why, and maybe we'll dig deeper into this, why now Epstein is getting shit on yeah. all of a sudden, but I've been literally hearing about this for at least three years about this scumbag. Because the Miami Herald has been unrelenting they, about right. it. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. And then when I heard about Acosta to, uh, the other day, I was like, oh, man, that guy sounds like a real jerk. Like, he's probably going to get in trouble. And then they go, also, he works in the Trump administration. And I'm like, of course he does. Of course he does. (laughs) Why wouldn't he? And when they asked the president about him, great guy. Great guy. (laughs) I like what Grinch just said. Statistically, Trump should have been able to nominate at least one non-awful person. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But yeah, he's in charge. Not only is he in the Trump administration, but he's in charge of the Labor Department, which is responsible for, among other things, Preventing human trafficking. That's part of his job now. <laughs> yep. Is it weird that I look back and go, man, I miss when the head of Exxon was in the administration. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he seemed like a reasonable guy. <laughs> it does seem weird, but now it seems less like Acosta was the culprit. I think Acosta wanted a lot of powerful favors. Mm-hmm. For releasing Epstein, and now I gotta assume that the president was on that list, and that's why he's the labor secretary. Hey, I need a new labor secretary. Remember when I made it so you didn't go to prison for riding on the Epstein Express? The Lolita. <laughs> yes, <Express>. I do. <laughs> You're the labor secretary. <laughs> yeah, very easily. Thanks. So more. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So more recently, uh, in February, a federal judge ruled that Acosta's team broke the law. In Miami, when he was the chief prosecutor, in concealing the agreement from his victims, uh, there was a new indictment, uh, according to two different sources. Federal judge uh, ruled that the the ruling, the non-prosecution agreement, secretly linked under the uh, Alexander Acosta, violated federal law by keeping the victims in the dark. And then the victims sued the government for violating the Crime Victims' Rights Act according to that non-prosecution agreement. And that is where we are at now. So the the victims have, have filed lawsuit, and the judge has ruled that Acosta broke the law when he was prosecuting this case. So this opened up the, in addition to the fact that they didn't have all of his victims, now they have more victims and more information and that's why he has been reindicted and went to to uh in front of a judge with, again this last monday yesterday so it's not that they're just reopening the case and doing it again they actually have more information and the judge has ruled that the previous uh, agreement has was invalid because of the way it was carried out right and the thing that makes me crazy about this is the other rich people connections that he has. Yeah. So the Manhattan just so after he pleaded guilty, spent 13 months 
I'm using air quotes, you can't see me, in prison, and then got out, he was required to register as a sex offender. And he should have been registered as a level three sex offender. And ultimately he did. But uh, Cyrus Vance argued that he should have to register as a level one sex offender in Manhattan. This is, which is the least restrictive designation. He's also the guy that declined to pursue sexual assault charges against Harvey Weinstein and uh, declined to prosecute Ivanka Trump and Donald Trump with charges related to allegedly fraudulent real estate transactions. And Dominique Strauss-Kahn as well. I'm not sure who that is, but in any case. DSK? Yeah. Wow, I haven't heard of his name in like 10 years. He was the, uh, oh, he's the head of some international, used to be the head of some international bank. Ah. Would stay in hotels and, um, you know, rape the maid staff. Oh. And uh, he got, he got in trouble for that. Not from Cyrus Vance, he didn't, because. No, no. <laughs> No, not at all. No. That's he's a piece of shit. I never heard of this yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. He was he was in the news. He was he was a big deal. I, w- I want to say maybe eight years ago. I, and so my next other my, my other connection back to his, you know, he he did not. Um, he was not born into a rich family. He was born into a Jewish family. But he graduated Lafayette High School. He attended classes at Cooper Union and dropped out. He attended the Courant Institute of Mathematical Sciences at. New York University, but left without receiving a degree. That was in 1971, 72, 73, in there somewhere. Then he got a job teaching mathematics and physics at the Dalton School in Manhattan, which is a hoity-toity private high school. How somebody that doesn't have a university degree got a job teaching? Oh, well, there's a connection. The person who was the president of Dalton School at the time, his name was Donald um, Barr. (laughs) And if you think the name Barr sounds familiar... It does. It does. It's because that is our Attorney General William Barr's father. Is he a pedo too? I'm, I'm not saying that. But he gave he gave a guy who has no degree and no teaching experience a teaching yeah. job. Yes. Now, granted, he's why though? Did he have any money? He's then? supposedly a math whiz. Yes, Epstein. Soon after. Yeah, Epstein is supposedly some kind of math whiz. He started working at Bear Stearns after that. In like two years, he was a partner, and then he started up his own financial management firm. And he has only one confirmed client, Wexford, his name is, something along those lines, who bought the largest, theoretically, the largest private residence in Manhattan for $13 million, put another $13 million into the the building, and then gave it to to, um, (laughs) Epstein. Epstein. Epstein, thank you. Jeez. Gave it to Epstein. So, wow. Oh, and he has a private island. He owns a, uh, what is it, Little St. James in the U.S. Virgin Islands. He owns a, a private island down there, which is where the name of his his uh, private jet came to be, the Lolita Express. Mm-hmm. Because supposedly he would fly people down to the island and have sex with underage girls who worked at his island. If you, if you Google search it, there's some really weird buildings on that island. It's a fascinating Well, there were. Dive into Google. <laughs> there were, right. Strangely enough, in January <laughs> this year, buildings on his island caught fire and burned down and were totally destroyed. Yeah. Oh. Suspe- not suspiciously. Yeah. Lightning. Actually, there Jewish was a, lightning. There was a 4.9 earthquake like the day before. So that's the theory. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't want to get get too deep in any weird conspiracies but <laughs> we'll just we'll just say that that burned that's this is yeah this is this is some some pretty phenomenally awful stuff yeah with so many people with so many 
dirty little fingers and all these dirty little pies. <laughs> just cover one cover and another, yeah. all so that they can get rich and bang on rich chicks. Right. Well, I, I find it amusing what, like, what Grinch <laughs> said in Discord. Jesus H. Christ on a crutch. It's like QAnon is right about all the pedophilia, but got the names wrong. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's exactly that. It, it's it's it deflection. It, it, how many times have they done that? They've accused the Democrats of doing the things that they do. Right. All the time. Yeah. That's, why, that's why this has been on my radar for so long. Because my Trump supporting friends will all be like, they're like, you got to Google Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, you should see what he and Bill Clinton are up to. I was like, okay, right. I'll check it out. I promise. I want to be informed. And then I, now I was like, whoa, where did all that Epstein stink land? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Bill Clinton. You got him. <laughs> well, to be fair, Bill Clinton did go on that jet with him. He, he did. Yep. He, he, he no, did. I didn't see any photos of him with his arm around Jeffrey Epstein saying what a great guy he was and how they've been great friends for right. 15 years and how they both love the young ladies. Mm. Now- Clinton, you did, Clinton was on the plane, but I w- was he on the plane to the island? I couldn't verify. I don't know if he. Yeah. No, I mean, anytime he gets on an airplane, um, his, the Secret Service keeps track. He was never they. The, somebody did a Freedom of Information search and looked for him on flight manifests. He was never. He never went to the island. He w- took four flights, I think it was, um, charity work. By the look of it, now. I'm not saying that he's necessarily innocent. If it's if it comes to light that he is guilty, I'll hang him with everybody else. But it doesn't look yeah, like it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, I don't know if we're implying that Trump partook in what he was partaking in. But, I, no, again, I'm just saying, just to be fair, Epstein had a lot of connections with a lot yes. of people. Yeah. Yes. You know. Yes. But I, only Trump was dumb enough to be interviewed and go, oh, yeah, he's a great guy. I love him. Like, he loves the ladies like I do, but he likes them a little bit younger. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Epstein's like, what the fuck are you doing, you asshole? Why would you say <laughs> <Right>. that? <laughs> right. No, I'm only saying that, you know, that that's who brought this to my attention was was my Trump supporting friend because it was it was all a conspiracy between Bill Clinton, Chris Rock and Alan Dershowitz. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Alan Dershowitz. I don't. I don't quite understand. He was uh, quoted as saying that he was. He did go to Epstein's mansion to get a massage, but it was purely legit. That was what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and that was you know, the modus, it, that was the modus operandi. The, the girls were all hired to do massages, yeah. and so he had a massage room. And you would go get a massage, and you know things might happen. Supposedly, when the FBI and the local police in New York um, busted down the door in his fancy mansion, they found hundreds, if not thousands, of pictures of young girls in various no, no, forms no, no. of undress. The women who look young. Women who look young. Sorry. Right. My they bad. haven't proven yet what what it was. Sure, and a whole bunch of CDs with you know famous um, dirty old white man name, young girl name. So. I like I like that it even at this level of of like criminality, mm-hmm. the excuses mm-hmm. are no better than like any ad or flyer that I've ever seen for like an right. escort service. <laughs> like the money exchanged is for our time alone. Anything that happens outside of that <laughs> is between two consenting people. Yeah. <laughs> Found a loophole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except if they were under 18, like, wow. they were not consenting adults. Nope. Right. Alan Dershowitz using the same legal yeah. excuse as the guy who hands me a flyer on the streets of Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> now, having said all this, like, was Epstein a Trump supporter? Like, or was he a, a, a 
Republican? Did he donate to the Republican Party or? I think he donated to anybody that it was his advantage to. to <laughs> anybody you know. who had dirt on him? <laughs> I, I think Epstein's <laughs> MO is to get dirt on other people. I think he presented people with temptations and the ones that, that fell for it are his. He owns them now. Or he they he did. Not anymore. Now they're just going to be exposed and it's going to be ugly. Well, for right now, he well, still I suppose- owns them. Right. I'm pretty sure the FBI and the New York Police Department own those things yeah. now. So. Well, not not until it goes public. I don't think it changes anything. True. Yeah. Yeah. Just 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 wait till the FBI hands that sealed report mm. over to William yeah. Barr, mm. <laughs> son of Donald Barr, and you get the heavily redacted version. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. This guy he has is walking away again. Oh my God! I can't imagine that the public outcry would be. Massive would at be this point. what? I, it, would it? Would yeah. it? Think about what you're saying. <laughs> well, that's that's why that's why I specifically asked where his political leanings were. Does public outcry take effort? Yes. Oh, <laughs> it's already falling apart, now, Karen. And to be clear, Jeff brought up uh, on Discord. Barr recused himself, didn't he? No, no. Specifically, no. Barr said that he would not recuse himself from the Epstein sex trafficking prosecution. Right. <laughs> now that is, and, and that's not against the law. He can just do that, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was that's his father. F- I mean, who knows? Uh, what know. doesn't matter? And of but, course, we just have to go. Okay, I guess there's no law against that. Yeah. Okay, no one you answer to. Mm. Now, one thing that's interesting about this: so this is the case was brought by the Southern District of New York, which is traditionally in an independent branch of the Department of Justice. But that is just traditional. Um, <laughs> William Barr could exert his authority over that group if he so wished. I wonder if he will so wish now. <laughs> See, now, now now, I'm in Jared's Bizarro world, where I'm going, oh, man, where's Jeff Sessions when you need him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a good attorney general. <laughs> At least he would have accused himself. Yeah, <laughs> he would have been like, I'm in over my head, help! <laughs> Granted, he's always in over his head. Oh, it's a small joke. <laughs> <laughs> I do find it, but yeah, Barr recused him. He must have been the attorney general at the time when the thing happened, the original case in Florida, because he recused himself... Over from that case, so he had no responsibility for the way that that case turned out, which is interesting because it turned out really to Epstein's favor. Yeah, I don't understand so why he's recused so from me, that. I don't know from what the earlier case in Florida. Wasn't he the attorney general when that happened? I think he might have been. Yeah, so he recused himself in that case because he's his a two-time father, attorney general, correct? What? Yeah, he's two-time. Yeah, yeah, that was his first run, wasn't it? I think it? so. So he recused himself back then, but he's not recusing himself now. And when they ask him why, he goes. Oh, because I'm a shell. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, let me let me get a breakdown of how this goes down. Okay. The FBI is doing an investigation on him. Mm-hmm. They and they arrested him and they raided his home. Yep. And they're building a case. Yes. This case goes to William Barr before it goes to trial, and he decides if it goes to trial or not. No, I think he's been charged at this point, so they're already proceeding. So I, he's going to trial no matter what. Uh, well, they could they could still settle. Well, okay, but it's going to be in the court system. Yes. So then where does William Barr come into it? What does he d- decide to do? I mean, technically, he is the uh, attorney, the, the senior attorney, I don't know what title he has, in the Southern District of New York. Technically, he's his boss, but they don't traditionally exert much influence over the SDNY. Uh, why, I can tell you, but they don't. And I just, I looked it up. William Barr was not uh, the attorney hmm. general during that time period. 
So I'm not sure why. I don't know where what he was doing. What what or what or where he recused yeah. himself yeah. of? I'm not. <laughs> he was just a private citizen. I fully recused myself of this. <laughs> I'm sure he nonsense. was in office somewhere, but I just don't know what it was. It wasn't Attorney General. Hmm. Maybe Associate Attorney General or whatever the second in command is. Deputy, those yeah. Lines. Yeah. I don't know. But in any case, he won't recuse himself now. He specifically has said that he is not. Ah, he recused himself. Thank you. Thank you, Grinch. From a, one of the law firms that represented Epstein long ago was a firm that he subsequently joined for a period of time. So it was a, a law company, you know. Gotcha. Connection. Not his job. His company. In any case, it's a crazy story. This guy has connections yeah. all over the place. And it seems like any time the association with Trump is brought up, there's the what about Bill Clinton you know, what mm. about Bill Clinton? Mm-hmm. If, they're, if they're guilty, take them down. This right. is a difference that I see between a lot of liberals and conservatives. People want yeah. to defend Trump. I don't give a fuck about Bill Clinton if he touched little girls. No. Well, that's the thing. If you go after, um, if you go after Trump, the Republicans will go after the Southern District of New York. If you go after Clinton, the Democrats will back you up yeah. and go after Clinton. That it is a moral difference between the two groups, generally. Not always. Not everyone, obviously. No. At what cost? Yeah. Complete control of the government. Yeah. But at least I can stand on my soapbox and judge them poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Guys make me do the worst show. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just kidding. I love this show. All right. Anything else about Epstein, or should I move on? Finish up. Do we, wanna, do we do we do we want to take any bets if he does any jail time? <laughs> do you want to make any bets that he's? I'm using air quotes again. Commits suicide in prison. Oh, jeez. Neither of those. He's definitely not B. <laughs> he's a billionaire, like, right? In theory, but yeah, yeah, no, no way he commits suicide. What did um? What kind of time? Again, I already we're was all using at, air I quotes. Was, I, but this, <laughs> I, this is a podcast. I heard he was looking at 45 years. Yeah. Okay. What kind of time did um, Trump's fixer do? Three. Same. Mm. Wow. Three? Jeffrey Epstein does three. In, oh, in the same prison? Uh, I don't know. Is it some sort Jewish of country medium club. security federal penitentiary where – Yeah. The, I don't think it's going to be in his fake prison again. They yeah. call it like a Jew – it's like a Jewish heaven prison. Yeah. It's a Jewish oh, that one's short. Prison. Yeah. By the way, it's only 20 minutes from here mm-hmm. from my house. Federal. I can go, vis- I can go visit. I think it's state. Cool. Well, I thought I thought um, yeah, Cohen is is under federal charges though because Trump can actually pardon him. And he, oh, maybe it is federal. I don't I know. Think it's federal. It's it doesn't seem like a very big prison to be a a, a federal prison around here. Mm. Yeah, Epstein's definitely federal because it's uh, a Southern District of New York. Yeah, so they'll he's also Jewish at least by DNA. So he'll probably go to the same place. So you're saying three years? Huh? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a long yes. shot and say ten when it gets cut down and he does like two. Well, federal prison, you don't get that much time off for good behavior and all that stuff. No, I'm not talking. I'm just because he has money. Ah, okay. Comes from a good good Jewish family. You can't put him in prison. I'm going to go with five oh. years and go on the upside. Ooh, bold. All right, I'll say none, just to throw it in there. None. <laughs> nice. No good. time. Strong. Wait, none for for any reason, so death. Um, no, no, no jail time, time whatsoever. Okay. Time served or they'll somehow it'll get dismissed. Hmm. Speaking of that, this is kind of off topic, and I know we're running late, but Ian, did you hear you have a new nemesis out there? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, I mean, my nemesi are growing. Yes. <laughs> Nemeses. <laughs> Tell me more. 
Well, you know how you hate that the uh, uh, what's the kid's name that he, uh, the affluenza kid? Mm. Oh, Couch. Yeah, Ethan Couch. Did you hear yeah. about the girl, the guy, the kid who raped the girl? And the judge is like, mm. so let wait, let me lay this all out for you. Sixteen year old kid rapes a girl at a party, right? Yes. He's in the basement. He locks the basement door. He videotapes it while he's raping her, and then sends it out to all his friends. And it says, "When the first time you have sex is rape." Right. Okay. Goes to the judge. The judge goes, does the girl know exactly what's going on here? He's a very good kid and comes from a very good family because they want to try him as an adult. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, she's going to ruin his life. Does anybody talk to her? Did the, pro- did the prosecution talk to her? And this and that. And so they're trying to get this kid off as being a trying to adult because he comes from a really good family. And he's got really good test scores. Oh. Wow. So because he's from a good that's, family, that's it? videotaped it and sent it to all his friends. <laughs> Did you see my SATs? I'm good for at least three rapes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, I don't. I, I'm kind of fifty fifty on trying a sixteen year old as an adult. But tell me not, more. Not not for the reason that that kid, the guy gave. <laughs> yeah. How? Why? Is that? Well, we're going long, but I, I I'm uh, really curious. I, not, I mean, sixteen is. I don't, not everybody is at their fully mature thing. I, I just don't. After seeing that, uh, what uh, when they see us show about that when they put the sixteen year old kid in Rikers right. Island, mm. I don't know. It's it's just there's something about that. Like I don't know. Come up with a different system. Make a sixteen year old supermax or something. But putting a kid that young with crazy adults, I just don't think is a good idea. No. I mean, yes, he made a mistake. It's a horrible mistake, and he should pay for it for a while. It wasn't a mistake. It was intentional. Well, you know what I mean. He, he sent out a video that said, I like raping girls, especially virgins. So there's no way to redeem him ever? No. Just Then no. why not just kill him? I'm out for that. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, well, that's where we differ, my friend. <laughs> well, Ian with the dark it, it, turn this time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if, if you're dealing with an actual psychopath... There's no fixing that, really. Okay, but I mean, nobody said he was a psychopath. I, I mean, if that was the case, then put him in a... I don't know. Then is a psychopath responsible for their actions? Yeah, absolutely. They still did the action. Just because they have, you know, you know, crossed wires in their brain doesn't mean they didn't still still do the things. I, mean, I don't know. Do I, be- I, be- I believe in some kind of redemption or something like that. I don't know. Just... It's very young to be throwing a kid in an, an adult prison. Oh, I mean, no. when he oh. turns 18, yeah, he should finish out his sentence in an adult prison. <laughs> right. I mean, I can't, I'm kind of on board with you with, the, you know, juvenile supermax. I mean, you, you can't throw some kids in with the rest of the, you know, the, the kids that got caught selling an ounce of weed. It's just not equivalent. Yes, his punishment should be more severe than a regular juvenile delinquent. Yes. But not thrown in with adults. Yes. Agreed. I don't know. Maybe Hard push- labor. <laughs> Protective custody. I don't know. Something. Where, but Ian, no, Ian just wants to shoot a 16-year-old in the head. <laughs> I do. Well, <laughs> in this particular case, yes. Yeah. I mean, you have to be cognizant of the fact that then not everybody is savable and that they will do harm where you put them if you don't I don't believe that. I don't, and I don't believe in that. You think everybody's salvageable? No, not everybody, but it has to be determined before we decide what we're going to do. Yeah, Ian really would have hard. this kid, yeah. Ian would have this kid dead on the spot, and we don't yeah. know his backstory or whatever. Determined. I mean, I take- have his backstory. He's a great kid. He comes from a great oh, family. That's true. He's got yeah, great there you go. Scores. Ian, how can you put a bullet in his head? He's got good test scores. <laughs> right. 
Right, despite despite every advantage, he's still a monster. Mm. Listen, he's probably going to get better. <laughs> Listen, Eb- Epstein's off the table. We need someone to fill that slot. It's uh, <laughs> it's clear that <laughs> it's clear that we don't have a way of solving the way that our criminal justice system works <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> However, I, I tend to agree that at sixteen, you can't tell whether or not his whole life is going to be destroyed because of this act. Um, mm. Should he be imprisoned? Yes. For a very long time? Yes. Should he be reevaluated at some, you know, future date? Sure, maybe. But that evaluation doesn't exist currently. There's no right. parole board that's going to do a psychological evaluation of whether this kid is a danger to other people. It's it's just not our current system has no really good way of handling people like this. I agree. Yep. So, in any case, I wanted to hit these other stories, so I was trying to wrap it up. Um, <laughs> so, real quick, I uh, wanted to hit these other stories that came up in Palm Beach, Florida. And again, all these stories are in Florida. Um, <laughs> there's a Spanish River High School principal that uh, I, I just had to mention. This guy, Principal William Latson, the woman came in and she had a complaint she was concerned about the, whether or not the school was making the Holocaust education a priority, and she questioned, uh, I don't know, apparently the kid had some something come up, and what he told his parents, she didn't like it. So she went in to talk to the principal, and she asked the principal about it, and the principal's response was, well, not everyone believes the Holocaust happened, and you have your oh. thoughts, but we're a public school, and not of our not all of our parents have the same beliefs. So I can't say that the Holocaust was factual historical event because I'm not in a position to do so as a what? school district employee. What? What? This is the principal said this? Yes. Wow. How do you get that job? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm the principal of a high school, but this... I'm not in any kind of position to say that the Holocaust is factually real. Huh. Damn. Like, now, I wonder if that's just the changing times as yeah. far as people denying the Holocaust and being like, well, we have to look at all angles, or if she's a Holocaust denier <laughs> and just happens to be the he, but principal. He said something about, he went on to say that as an educator, he had the role to be politically neutral, but support all groups in the school. No. Is, not all of our parents no. have the same belief. No. <laughs> that's a real... Loaded thing to say though, because w- and it's not political; no. it's a fact. Yeah. But yeah. that's the thing is, like, it's become sort of political. I don't understand then, how you can go there. Yeah, but I don't understand why that shouldn't make it viable. No, no, I'm not. I'm, not, because- I, I'm not saying it's viable. I'm saying like maybe again, this person obviously is a piece of shit mm. to say this, but but doesn't this open the door for like anything? Well, my father believes that aliens did the Holocaust, <laughs> <laughs> so now you have to, or like whatever or. Uh, we can't learn about Lincoln getting shot because my father said that that didn't actually happen. Yeah, it opens a door for anything. Yeah, right. Schools are there like, to present Like, why teach facts. anything at that point? <laughs> right. Wow. Great, he's the principal. He's not going to make the science teacher spend a, a day of lecture giving flat earthers their chance. <laughs> uh, apparently this guy would. God. Next. Yeah. <laughs> no, And nobody calling for resignation? They're just like, hmm, okay. No, they are. There's all kinds of fear no. over it, so no, as there should no be. actions have been taken. Yeah, yet. but it was instantly squashed by Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> that dried up sack of shit. <laughs> wow, she's getting all the hate this week. Uh, now that I'm complaining, um, 
All right, next story. Also in Florida, in Pensacola, the Satanic <sighs> Temple has ado- of uh, Pensacola, Florida, has adopted a park. They originally tried to get the park. I forget what the name of the park is, but they tried to get the park where the uh, where the the one cross is because they thought that that would be funny that they would be doing a uh, Bayview Park. Uh, they they thought it would be humorous that the where the the one cross is located. Hmm. They would be cleaning up the park, and it was you know the Temple of Satan, like their uh, Satanic Temple. Satanic they Temple. It, they thought that Don't would be humorous. <laughs> but uh, as it turns out, they were told that that area was. Uh, it was already being cleaned up by the community. The local community center had the ability to clean that park up. So they're like, all right, well, we'll take, you know, the next park. So they got this one. And there's an official sign, adopt a spot. Satanic Temple of West Florida is uh, responsible for cleaning up the park. It didn't take hardly, what, three days? The sign and the park parking space uh, has been vandalized. Uh, the sign, they had uh, spray paint. They spray painted over the sign. And then in the uh, in the one parking space, they wrote Jesus. Hmm. Jesus supports vandalism? <laughs> uh, they wrote Jesus in a parking space. And on a nearby railing, they wrote Jesus, God will crush your hidden temple. Ooh. And Whoa. county owes answers. People are so fucking dumb, yeah. right? I can't believe this I, shit. I was going to say, they owe the county answers for wasting taxpayer dollars having to clean up all the vandalism they just did. Right. So the but pencil- again, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, here, it's 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 like a, a mirror to our earlier discussion about the morally devoid Republicans versus a you know small portion of the Democratic Party. These are like, how many Satanic Temple members... Went and and spray painted the the cross that they objected to or any of that zero of them yeah zero of them and again that's why it's that's why it's a sad losing fight we need to abandon our morals and just stomp the shit out of the other side I'm with you I'm doing. with you Ian let's do it <laughs> <laughs> fuck this pussy footing around shit stomp that mother out I just don't hurt anybody. <laughs> No, we're hurting everybody. <laughs> Bullets in every 16-year-old's head. I'm with you now, buddy. <laughs> See? Not every, just one. Mm. <laughs> one, two, three. So yeah. the Pensacola mayor came out and said oh, that... Oh, no. uh, <laughs> Curb stomping every fucking religious <laughs> ass hell out there. Rich ruined the whole thing. It was awesome. Uh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> See? Don't check into Discord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the mayor of Pensacola came out and said that the Satanists shouldn't have even been able to adopt this park because it's not on the list of keep Pensacola beautiful eligible parks. Oh. Right, so How dare that- you go in there and clean that place up? Yeah. <laughs> this is what yeah. they're fighting. They're fighting people going and cleaning a park. Yeah. <sighs> so as as the friendly atheist says on the webpage, first, that's not the Satanists' fault. <laughs> They had no problems assigning the park to them, putting a sign at the park saying that it was their their spot, and they didn't even ask for that park. They asked for a different park, and they gave them that park. <laughs> but yeah, that's what the mayor had to say. Nothing about the vandalism, nothing negative toward the people who uh, you know vandalized the place. 
And what if it were the other way around? What if it were that, you know, he and Oh my God, they'd be burning them down right now. <laughs> right. What if, what if they had vandalized the cross? Mm. People would be calling for executions. But, uh, you know, somebody vandalizes uh, the, the satanic temple. Well, they shouldn't have even been there. Right. I do like the name of the park. It's the Hintzman Optimist Park. I'm like, oh, it's an optimist park. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him a positive This country park. is so fucking twisted backwards. Mm. It's crazy. I'm going to the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all I've got for this week. There are a couple other stories, but they're kind of minor, and I think that's a good place to wrap it up. <laughs> We're no. all moving to the Netherlands? <laughs> yeah. I, I think we should definitely cover um, the, the monster trucks for Jesus, though. I think that's just fantastic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we jumped on Discord today, and uh, Grinch had been busy posting all the different articles. But yes, the monster trucks for Jesus. It's in the <laughs> Alabama Life and Culture. The Reverend Telly, T- Terry Billings built a monster truck for Jesus. It, on, the, there's, on the back, the tailgate has dripping blood painted on it with the slogan, covered in mud, but washed in blood. <laughs> it is Eesh. something to behold. It's just, it, it, It's just the height of... It goes with our previous conversation about, uh, you know, people using their trucks to block yeah. electric oh, vehicles right. from Man, charging. It, it all comes it around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are, very... these guys are aware that, like, other people in other countries worship Jesus, too, right? Like, not as good it's not as a wholly American thing. Well, they only worship Jesus because we brought it to them via missionaries. <laughs> oh, so Jesus, uh, well, I guess if you're Mormon, I guess <laughs> you might believe it's an American religion, but. Well, they also believe that Jesus is white, so the whole thing is wrong. I know I ask this all the time. I just don't understand how you could believe in this shit and still operate an iPhone <laughs> and like look at an iPhone and go, look at look at all the things I can do just on this tiny little thing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And I don't have to plug it in anything and it just brings up movies and the wealth of human knowledge. Mm. And I'm going to build a monster truck for Jesus because America. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so... Th- this relates to, I think it's very much relates to a conversation I just had today. There was a, a guy that I work with, I think I mentioned before, he's a young earther. He He's talked to me about me being an atheist. Today, he told me about the fact that he went to Washington State. He went to see where Mount St. Helens, where it had happened. And apparently when Mount St. Helens happened, he was surprised, like, they evacuated nearly everybody. Like, there were 50-some people who died, but they've got most of the people out. They knew it was going to happen, mm-hmm. but there was one guy who refused to leave and he went and saw this guy's vehicle in his house where he used, I mean, the house wasn't there because it was just smashed by the side of the mountain, but the vehicle was all burned out and like he saw, and he was like, yeah, they, they got everybody out, but this guy refused to go. And I just, I'm standing there like, cause our other conversations were outside work. So I'm trying to not just say, this was a guy who had faith mm. that he knew better than the scientists. The scientists said, that mountain's going to blow, evacuate everybody. But this guy had faith. And you're the guy sitting there not believing the scientists and saying that you have faith that it's a young earth and you don't understand the hypocrisy. <laughs> well, remember, though, that he had faith and now he's with Jesus. So that's okay. Wait, did the guy die? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure that I thought his maybe his house was spared. No, no. No. So, oh, so he's telling this story like, can you believe this fucking moron didn't leave? Yes, exactly. <laughs> what a dipshit. <laughs> wow. 
you know, it's just like that flat earth. I think I, I don't know if I brought this up about the flat earth thing that special on Netflix. Did anybody watch that? No, I didn't know there was one. Oh yeah, it's a it's a whole little documentary on the flat earthers, and of course they're all fucking morons, and there's infighting amongst them on the actual theory of the flat earth. But I won't get in too far into that, but there's a woman that they interview in this who's like very popular in the flat earth community, and of course there's sections of the community that don't like her, don't believe her, and they make up stories about her and stuff like that. And they're driving in a car, and she goes. You know, it's crazy the things that people will believe about me that they write on the internet that, like, I'm a Satanist and that I work for the CIA because my name's Patricia and CIA is in my name. (laughs) She goes, this is, like, crazy stuff that they believe in. You know, someone might say that about me and what I believe, but that's not true because what I believe is true. And I'm like, I almost smacked my head into the fucking TV. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. That's some pro level of cognitive dissonance there, yeah. No, yeah. being introspective is hard work, dude. <laughs> wow, I just, I'm just like, you're almost there, baby. You're almost there. Cross the line. <laughs> nope. She stopped short. Yeah, it's behind the curve. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, on that note, I think I'm going to call it. Do it, Doug. All right. So. Uh, I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast, especially uh, Grinch and Pittsburgh Atheist, who share stuff with us here in Discord while we record, even though it's distracting sometimes. <laughs> it's often gold. Uh, if you want to join in with them, you can on our Discord channel. You can go to patreon.com slash profanearg and you can sign up or share some things on our Facebook page. Again, facebook.com slash profanearg. Join the group. Uh, it is a group you have to join, but we'll pretty much let anybody in. And if you post some really stupid, crazy stuff, then we might ask you to leave. Hell no. We'll embrace that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, please check out other shows on the soon to be named network, which I've been informed has been reduced significantly. So check out a couple other shows about a silly video game and a, a good show about comic books. If you're into comic books, uh, you can find those at soon to be named network.com. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you.